So why are we talking about this? Number one is uh, I wanted to see if the title is going to get us more listens on this episode. So <laughs> there's that. Number two, we're just loving the show. So we're watching that. But number three, this is a real issue. I sure. see it a lot. Sabotaging relationships mm-hmm. where they go, I do not want to open up or I will only give you a part of myself and I'm going to still keep myself guarded. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, relationship advice from Ted Lasso. That's right. Theodore Lasso. Theodore? That's his real name? That's what Ted is short for. But do we know that that's what Ted Ted's name is short for? Actually, we do. Really? I can point to the episode where... They called him Theodore? It's written down. Oh. But I'm not going to tell you the episode number or name, but if we watch it again, see if you can find it. Yeah, I might have to do okay. that because he doesn't look like a Theodore to me. No, but <laughs> Mr. Mustachio. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Pay attention to me. Okay. You ready? Yeah. This one... I'm excited about the title for two reasons. Yeah. Number one is I'm curious to see if we're going to actually get um, more clicks on it. Little, it's not clickbaity, but it is, um, it's just a different title than we normally do. Awesome. Can you fix your eyebrow before we start? Because I won't be able to concentrate while your eyebrow's sticking up. What's it doing? I don't know what it's doing. It is sticking up to you, like pointing at your forehead. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> this is the problem that you have when you hit your 50s. You have eyebrows? Other people have relationship issues. It's, it's personal hygiene and grooming for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so here is the title. I'm going to give you the title of the podcast right now. Instead of doing it at the end where we normally do it, and then we put it in the beginning, then everyone thinks that we had the title at the beginning. We always come up with the title at the end. Here's the title. Okay. okay. Relationship advice from Ted Lasso. Ooh. And the reason that we're giving this is because we're re-watching the series. I think this is probably the third time for me to go right. through it. We just finished season three, um, and we said, heck, we're going to go through the first two seasons again, probably the third one when we get to it as well, just because it's Ted Lasso, and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. But in one of the episodes, Rebe- Rebecca Welton, Ted Lasso's boss, the owner of uh, Richmond, um, is trying to date and is trying to um, find her soulmate. That's one of the themes of the show. They have this app called Banter um, that Keely Jones uh, is trying to, you know, get people to get part of. And if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, it's worth seeing. Now, with the caveat. Oh, I was going to say, hold on. Before you go any farther, are you going to be giving any Season three spoiler. No, 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 no spoilers. Okay, no, no, no. That's mean and rude, and I wouldn't do that. Okay, I won't even give season two or season one spoilers. But it's okay to say that one of the characters is trying to date. Right. That's not really a spoiler because that's every every show trying to find relationship and meaningful love. Right. Right. 
But in this episode where she's sitting with a guy that she's dating, she's reflecting back on something that a friend of hers, the friend's name is to actually Flo, but everyone calls her Sassy, who right. is a psychologist, technically a child psychologist, but she's a mental health professional. And she's thinking back, Rebecca Walton is thinking back on this thing her friend um, Sassy said. And, she's, and the thing Sassy said to her is, intimacy is opening yourself up to being attacked. Mm. And she was reflecting on how unbelievably terrifying that can be. Yeah. But do you think that's an accurate description of what intimacy is? Opening yourself up to being attacked. That's not saying being attacked, but opening yourself up to the possibility, possibility. of being hurt, of being attacked. Right. I, I would probably choose the word hurt. Okay. Um. But it all falls into the same realm. Yes. Yeah. You, if you're not willing to open up, being willing to risk yeah. hurt, keeping yourself closed off all the time, you will never, ever experience intimacy. You'll never be known. You will never give those deeper personal parts of yourself to another human being because you have this, this belief in your in your system that says if i give this to somebody then they can use it against me mm -hmm. if i if i offer this piece of information this mistake about myself or something i've done or something i'm embarrassed about or bad decisions i've made in the past or insecurities or fears or foibles or anything else if i give that information to another person they can turn around and use that to hurt me. Right. Or, or even just letting yourself go believe that this person really has your best interest yeah, at heart. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's 100% accurate because if I show you those things, if I show you the worst of me, mm -hmm. if I give you the things that I'm most embarrassed about, you actually can in a moment of anger or lapse of judgment, you could throw those things back in my Absolutely. face. Absolutely. You could weaponize those things and hurt me even greater. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the hard part, the worst part about that, not the hard part, but the worst part about that is that's where people have a tendency because they experience that. Then they go, see, I knew I shouldn't have let myself yep. be vulnerable yep. because exactly what I was afraid of happened and I will never do that again. And they bring that wound and, and that lesson into the next relationship. Yes. Now, unfortunately, what can happen is, is this, this doesn't have to happen between romantic partners. This can happen with parents to children. Mm -hmm. This can happen sibling to sibling or kids can be mean. Right. I mean... Think about middle school girls. That's a vicious, I can't say the word now. Vicious. vicious. Wait, wait, wait. Vicious. There is that the word? Yes. That is a vicious age for young developing women who carry their insecurities through attacking other people or trying to right. make someone else look worse than they are so they can feel better about themselves. Sure. Um, in fact, that's the whole premise of Ted Lasso is here's this guy who's being screwed over, okay? He's being screwed over. And again, this isn't a spoiler because this isn't the very first episode of the very first season. Um, and is he going to respond the way the world responds? Is he going to respond like everybody else? 
Is he going to get even? Is he going to get pissed off? Is he going to retaliate? This is the story. And it is, it's a lovely, lovely show. Now it is very British in terms of, uh, I don't watch it with young children because they make, uh, using the F word into an art form. (laughs) It is a lot, but it is somehow appropriate. I don't know how they make that happen, but it, it's somehow that works. Um, back to the whole topic of the relationship thing. Right. When people get hurt and they bring those hurts into a relationship, whether it's the first meaningful romantic relationship you're having, whether it is your second or third meaningful relationship, it is difficult and hard to make the conscious choice to say, I'm going to, I was hurt before I got hurt in a way that I hated feeling and I'm going to choose to open myself up right again to somebody else. Right. The the sad thing about when you can't do that is you end up settling for something less than yes. yeah. something that's not yeah. um, as satisfying as it could or should be. Yeah. And and sticking with the safe yeah. isn't always the best. No. And so, yeah, it's a really difficult thing to do, but oh my gosh, it's so beautiful when you can experience. Yeah, it really is. When you can experience it. It's actually, that's part of the definition that I learned about recovery. What is recovery? What does, you know, if you're doing trauma recovery, how do you know you're on the road to recovery? And it's a, it's a kind of in-depth definition, but one of the lines in there is learning how to live with freedom and openness in a world of potential harm. Oh yeah. That's so good. We cannot pull ourselves out of this world and avoid the potential harm. Right. Anybody can harm you. You can, someone can break into your house. Someone can run into your car. Someone can say bad things about you. Someone can post things on the internet. I mean, there's a thousand ways of potential harm. And some people, because of their wounds, have said, I'm going to shut down and withdraw and try to keep myself as protected as possible. Right. And that gets in the way of genuine intimacy in a relationship. It does. And and the unfortunate part is you still end up getting hurt when yeah. when you're in that closed off type. Yeah. You still can get hurt. Yeah. You, despite your best efforts. Yes. So why are we talking about this? Number one is uh, I wanted to see if the title is going to get us more listens on this episode. So <laughs> there's that. Number two, we're just loving the show. So we're watching that. But number three, this is a real issue. I sure. see it a lot. Um, sabotaging relationships mm-hmm. where they go, I do not want to open up or I will only give you a part of myself and I'm going to still keep myself guarded. And this is not a male or female thing at no. all. Um, both can keep themselves guarded and shut off emotionally from their spouse. They do it in different ways. The methodology of guarding and protecting um, can look very different between men and women. Sure. But it's still the same root cause of I don't want to open myself up to potential harm. I don't want to become intimate because you could weaponize this and use this against me. And right. I don't want to risk getting hurt. So what do you do? If you recognize, if you're listening to this and you recognize, okay, this is something that I have had going on in my life and I need to change this. I need to do something about it. What should we do? This is where I turn to you. Do you want to tell you us were, what to do? 
you're the relationship expert. <laughs> I'm just Gracie. I won't I won't fill you under the bus. Thank you. Um, the first thing you have to do if you recognize that this is happening in your relationship and this is causing relational conflict between you and your spouse. Uh, the first thing you have to do is number one, be honest with yourself. You have to just come out and say, I recognize that I am being guarded. I recognize that I am afraid of being hurt. I recognize right. that I have not been as truthful and honest to myself first and then to my spouse. That does not mean you need to sit down and dump all of your emotional baggage no. in one fell swoop um, in the middle of a Tuesday night. Don't do that. But you start with becoming honest with yourself and then if your spouse has demonstrated that they want to know you, that they are going to be safe, that they will hold that information carefully. Again, that's not a guarantee. That's not 100%. You and I love each other deeply and I still have hurt you in ways because I know things about you. Yes. Not because it was a conscious choice to weaponize it, but because it just happens because I'm a sinful, flawed yes. husband, imperfect and, at times. And that goes both ways. Yes. So it, it does come up. But if your spouse is able to um, take responsibility for the things that they do to hurt you, if they have demonstrated that they want to have more intimacy with you, if they've um, proven that they... Um, are respectful and um, want to give you the benefit of the doubt and they're going to try to see the best in you, then you get to tell them, I want to practice sharing some things that I haven't shared with you. And before you start sharing them, uh, I would write down somewhere on an actual piece of paper, not on your phone, not, not uh, on something digital, on an actual piece of paper, write down two or three of those things that you have withheld. It could be a secret from your past. It could be a feeling about yourself, insecurity or something you're embarrassed or have shame about. And just write it on a piece of paper, fold up the piece of paper and stick it in the back of a drawer, you know, underneath your t-shirt somewhere. And just let that kind of sit outside of your head for a couple days. Mm -hmm. There's something powerful about that because you will think about that piece of paper a lot and the fear of someone's going to find it, someone's going to find it, someone's mm -hmm. going to find it. Even though no one's been digging through your t-shirt drawer ever looking for that piece of paper, you're going to think that somehow magically someone's going to try to go find it. And once they don't find it, then you move it to the front of the drawer and then you put it on top of your dresser and then you, you start putting it more and more out in the open until you practice letting this shameful, embarrassing thing that you've been protecting and guarding and, and, and um, you have it cloistered away for such a long right. time. You have it out in the open and you don't have to protect it as much. And then you can take one of those things off that list and say, be very intentional. Honey, can we sit down and I need 45 minutes. And I want to share something with you, but I'm scared to do it. I've kept this a secret for however many years of our relationship. Um, and I don't want to keep this a secret from you anymore. I want you to know about this. And you try to share. You try to disclose. You try to expose some of the things that you have been keeping hidden. And see how it goes, see what your spouse's response is, see if they, if they respond in the right way or a helpful way. Right. And then let it sit on that for a day or two. Don't bring the other topics in Right. and, and tell him or her, listen, I am trying to do this for my benefit. I'm trying to be more open and not live a guarded, protected right. life anymore. Right. And I need to practice with you. 
it's really hard to write those things down. It, it's really hard just to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And then, because I remember when I was, I, I did something similar to this just mm-hmm. in journaling, just to start um, being able to express my feelings because I kept my feelings pretty bottled up. Yeah. And um, it was hard just to even write down. It is the true actual things that I was thinking and feeling because it was like, well, if anybody ever read this, they'd think I was a terrible person, which if they read it, they probably really wouldn't have. But I felt that way about myself and boy, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to put it somewhere. So it took me, it took me a, a while to be able to finally get to a point where I could actually freely write what I was thinking yeah. so that eventually I would be able to share those things with you. Yeah. And, um, me too. It, I can remember actively trying to disclose things to you that I was just scared or embarrassed by. And it, it's hard. It is very hard, but how has it turned out? Well, we're still married 30 years later, yeah. or however many years later. How did it affect our relationship? It's better. Yeah. And it, the one thing that I can say f- without a shadow of a doubt, is that we just don't have anything. We don't have secrets. We haven't held anything back from one another. Um, It may have been taken time to share those things that we had on the inside that we just didn't want to let out. And even even now when I'm struggling with something, it still takes me time, but I know that I can share those things with you. I don't have to be afraid to share those things with you now um, because I, because I'm worried that you'll hold them against me or that you'll hurt me with them or that they'll some somehow come back to bite me in the butt. It is actually one of the greatest honors and privileges to be trusted with that information from anybody. Right. But especially my spouse, the fact that you want you want to be known that deeply mm-hmm. and that you trust that I will hold you safely. I don't want to betray that trust. Right. I, I want to live up to the high standards that you've now placed on me. And it really does help me become a better husband to right. you. So it's one of these uh, principles, we call it a counterintuitive um, principle, where everything inside your brain says, don't do it, don't do it, because it's going to backfire. Right. And then you do it, and it actually makes things better. Now, again, that is dependent upon your spouse. Exactly. They need to demonstrate responsibility. If they have in the past demonstrated the exact opposite they actually do weaponize things that you get vulnerable with if they can't keep secrets if um, they are inappropriate with all those things um, it is actually unwise yes to continue to expose yourself um, to a person like that it doesn't mean the marriage comes to an end but it does mean you have to practice discernment and discretion sure because they have not reached a level of maturity where they are demonstrating they have your best interest in mind right so please um, take this advice uh, and and use it accordingly and with discretion and um, with carefulness. Yes, so, for sure. But it does, well, it actually gets much sweeter when two people yes. listen to a podcast like this and say, huh, why don't we both try this? Oh, yes. And we're going to both try to become more vulnerable mm-hmm. with each other. So it's not just one person who has to do all the heavy lifting. Right. That's a pretty good way to spend a summer. Again, you're not going to learn this overnight. No. If you take the next three months practicing this, 
man, by September, your marriage is going to be so much better. Yeah. So much better. And then you know what you do after that? You celebrate by going to securemarriage.com slash cruise and you sign up for a marriage cruise. Yes. And you learn even better More things. More tools. To make your marriage better because yes. we've got a whole bucket full of these tools that can help your relationship get better and better. And there's no better place to do that in the Western Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on how you say that, for eight days with other couples who are trying to make their marriage better. Yeah. And with you and me. Yes. Because we'll find time to sit down with each couple one-on-one and help hear their story and kind of help them through some of those things. So um, shameless plug. We're unapologetic about it, but join our Secure Marriage Cruise in 2024. It's in April. Um, there's more details on uh, our website, securemarriage.com cruise. And if you don't want to pay for a cruise, but you just want to learn more tools, you can actually sign up for the Relationship Roadmap. That's also on the securemarriage.com. All sorts of good stuff yeah. to help your marriage. But either way, we hope that, number one, um, the title got more listeners to this podcast. <laughs> We're going to slow run little experiment. Number two, uh, we hope you enjoyed Ted Lasso. If you've never watched it and you want to watch it uh, for the first time, if you have seen it, watch it again because it's just really, really good. And then number four, if you've done all that, then work on your marriage and try to have a better relationship with your spouse because it's well worth it. It is. Ted Lasso makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we're in there. Okay, doke. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Let's go watch the next episode. Weirdest commercial ever. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>